All right, Big Jim in California, hang on. I'll get to you after this interview. Joining me now, uh, Dr. Ben Carson, his article and a important one, of course, uh, fighting critical race theory. Here's how we stop this blatantly racist ideology. Uh, Dr. Carson writes, we cannot allow CRT to rob American children of the same hope that was instilled in me. And uh, we just lost the connection. So we'll get him back on in a second. Uh, But when we get the doctor back, I will put that question to him, which is, how do we fight back? So many of you call, ask the question, look for some way to do this. Uh, Ben, I believe we have you back now. Great to have you, my friend. Hey, David, always good to be with you. So, you know, the question uh, based on your piece, but we need a strategy. We need ideas. And people ask the question a lot, as you know, on this show, how do we fight critical race theory? First, I discussed this yesterday with someone who's fought for freedom. Felix uh, has spent his entire life fighting from Cuba across jungles in Latin America, Vietnam, someone who has been, you know, awarded, recognized world worldwide someone who was there to help capture Che Guevara. And when I asked him about critical race theory, because I knew you and I were having this conversation, he said flat out, do people know it's really communist theory, period, no matter what they call it? Uh, Well, there's no question about it. And and recognize that this is what Lenin was talking about. when he said, give me your children to teach for four years and the seeds that I implant will never be uprooted. This is exactly what he was talking about. And, and you, you, you give them at a time when they are formulating their self-image, the, the stuff that you want them to inculcate into that image. And in this particular situation, it tends to be those things that are not consistent with American way of life or our Constitution or our sense of freedom. Um, And the way that people can get involved has already been demonstrated by a lot of the parent groups around the country who are going to those school board meetings and making their voices heard. There's not just school board meetings. There are all kinds of board meetings that are attended, in many cases, by unelected officials who make set policies and rules. The administrative state has grown enormously in our country and puts the people one step further away from making their own decisions through their representatives. And that's something that needs to be fought as well. One of the things being used to attack this country is that we are not diverse, that we are, instead of being anti-racist by our history and our accomplishments as a society, we've actually become systemically racist. You have Ibram Kendi, uh, the creator of the anti-racist doctrine that is being taught by many. You you write about yourself in the sense of you being the example of why CRT is uh, blatantly a racist ideology. Contrast that for me, Ben. Well, exactly. You know, I've gotten through it. My brother got through it. So it wasn't a coincidence. And I know lots of other people who got through it. And in fact, I was in the airport last week, and and I, was, I heard somebody calling my name out, and I turned around, 
It was a, a young man who is a supervisor uh, at the Dallas-Fort Worth airport um, from Nigeria. And we started talking about, you know, whether the system was systemically racist. Well, as you know, Nigerians and Ghanaians and uh, many other uh, people who have immigrated here of African descent uh, don't suffer from the wealth gap and some of the other issues. They're doing extremely well. Now, they happen to have black skin. So if the system was systemically racist, why is it that they can do so well? And I was talking to him about it, and he talking about how there's so much emphasis in their society on family and education. And in fact, uh, you take someone here who's successful, who comes from a minority uh, background, if you emphasize those things, the likelihood is that they're going to be very successful. Uh, If, on the other hand, you just emphasize to them all the time, you're a victim, the system's against you, you know, there are all these racist people around. Uh, you know, what do you think is going to become of them? And people tend to interpret things uh, the way that they've been trained. So if somebody tells you that all white people are racist, you know, they could say something as innocent as, good morning, how are you? And you're saying, why are they asking me that? What do they, what do they mean by that? You know, I mean, you just get very paranoid about everything. And it's just not necessary. It's, it's foolishness, quite frankly. But it is deliberate. My guest, Dr. Ben Carson, founder of American uh, Cornerstone Institute, by the way, at AmericanCornerstone.org, Faith, Liberty, Community, Life, which is what we're talking about here. And, and you know, Ben, we're under assault. We're being forced into divisions. Uh, I'm seeing a fork in the road ahead, and I've been talking about it this morning from my monologue on, that I think we now see a clearer picture to the left and the oppression, this uh, dividing up of America, regardless of color, into oppressed and oppressor. And critical race theory is one of those things being used to do that. To the right, freedom, yes, with its potholes and its pitfalls, but freedom with its risk and its rewards. That fork in the road is before us, I believe. Uh, Do you agree? And if so, critical race theory, how do we go beyond just school board meetings? How do people out there say, what do I do? How do they take it into their own hands? I think that fork is uh, definitely in the road. And it is very important to start talking about, to engage in conversation, to be active. See, the problem is so many people, actually, they don't buy all of this stuff about how evil America is, et cetera. But they don't say anything. They remain in the corner with their head down and hope that nobody calls them a name. Uh, You know, that basically is capitulating. And uh, that's that's all the left wants. They want you to capitulate. You know, that's what uh, the whole concept of political correctness is about. You capitulate. You only say what we say you can say. You only act the way we say you can act. And if you do that, we'll leave you alone. But if you violate that, we're going to punish you in some way. Well, you know, the antidote to that is saying you can do anything you want. 
I'm me, I have my thoughts, and I'm going to carry them out. And there are all these other people who think the way I do too, so you're going to have to take us all out. Uh, when we start thinking that way, that stuff disappears pretty quickly. Right now, uh, and as you know, Ben, I'm down here in Miami, and I was out there the night, uh, the evening into the night when Calle Ocho lit up for an entire afternoon, and it still continues today. And it's a cry for freedom from Cubans, but also from so many others because of Cuba's communist influence, including their use of race and divisiveness. Yet communism doesn't see color and it oppresses all regardless of color. There are people of every hue of skin in Cuba, for example, and around the world. There's Maoism under a Che Guevara approach and Fidel's Bolshevism. Uh, this is something we should be looking at when you look at this administration and their response and the support of the Democratic Socialist uh, members of Congress. It, you know, what do you say to people around America who see this cry for freedom yeah. that won't go away, by the way? Well, I mean, people should should open their eyes. You know, the communist regime has been alive and well in Cuba for 60 years. And yet. Where has it led? It's led to people riding in the street and running around with American flags. That should tell you something. That should tell you that it does not work. It hasn't worked there. It hasn't worked anywhere. And why the heck would anybody think it would work here? And I'm not even that sure that many of the people on the left who are who are pushing the socialist agenda actually believe in it. What they do believe in is power and the ability to control other people and to control other people's lives. That is a human tendency. Every society has had to deal with it. The reason we have been successful for over 200 years is because we have a constitution. And the people who put that together recognized that that was a human tendency, that there was going to be an urge for groups to come and to control everything, to control your life from cradle to grave. And we see that, and that's the battle that's going on in our country right now. Will we remain a country that is of, for, and by the people, or one that is of, by, and for the government? We have to make that decision. But if we make the decision that it's going to be for the people, it means the people have to be involved. You can't sit on the sidelines because the administrative state will take over if you sit on the sidelines. It's one of the reasons uh, that you founded American Cornerstone and the Institute. Uh, of course, for everyone out there, AmericanCornerstone.org. We have to get back to these cornerstones of American society Absolutely. and really of freedom. Yeah. And if we don't do that, you're right. If we, the people, don't do that, we can't rely on the power structures, the the power grab, the elites. They they sit above the people. Uh, but how would you assess where we are now as a society, and even in light of recent events, when you have the powerful and the elite either not responding or outwardly denouncing a cry for freedom? Well, uh, unfortunately, you know, it really kind of started in the in the 20s with Woodrow Wilson when he kind of decided that 
you know, all of those people out there, you know, the Irishmen and the, he called the Negroes and, you know, they don't, I I shouldn't have to explain what I'm doing to these people. Uh, So they began to, to create the administrative state and transfer the power of policy making to administrators uh, who tended to all look the same and have the same general philosophies uh, because these nativists would maintain the true America. Uh, That that was terrible, but it's grown uh, since that time. And, uh, you know, we have to recognize what's going on. You have to know who your enemy is, what they're doing, in order to be able to combat it. That's why I frequently say to people, it's a very short read, but read the book Rules for Radicals by Solinsky, and you will recognize immediately a lot of the things that are going on in our society today as they try to remake America. You don't need to remake America. Can you improve on America? Absolutely. Uh, Has America been perfect? Absolutely not. America is uh, populated by people, and people are inherently uh, imperfect. But we strive for a more perfect union, and we've been blessed with a document that helps to assure that. We need to familiarize ourselves with it, familiarize ourselves with the Declaration of Independence, recognize that our rights come not from government, but from our Creator, also known as God. And godly principles that were involved in the creation of our nation are so vitally important that we maintain them today. Sound words, sound advice, great article. Uh, fighting critical race theory. Here's how we stop this blatantly racist ideology by Dr. Ben Carson, my guest, and also the founder of American Cornerstone Institute at AmericanCornerstone.org. Ben, my friend, thank you. Let me say one other thing, David, uh, before we end, and that is, you know, there's so many people on both the left and the right who praise Dr. Martin Luther King, and rightly so. I think they need to recognize that he had a dream. And his dream was that his boys and girls would grow up in a society where they are judged not on the basis of the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Critical race theory goes in exactly the opposite direction. Doesn't matter what your character is, it matters what your skin color is. And that's the principal determinant of what happens to you, completely antithetical to the preachings of Dr. King. Dr. Ben Carson, thank you so much, Ben. Talk to you soon. Thank you, David. Take care.